From the 915 to H-Town, from the Panhandle Plains to the Valley, and everywhere in between, this is the 5050 Podcast, powered by National Scouting Report. Join me, Hector Cano, as we cover the Texas high school club and college soccer landscape, along with an inside look at the college soccer recruiting scene. The 5050 Podcast is a platform about the people and for the people who are dedicated to the beautiful game. Here we go. It's another edition of the 5050 podcast powered by our proud partners, National Scouting Report, NSR. You can find them on Twitter at NS, Twitter X, I guess, at NSR now, as well as on Instagram at NSR underscore NOW. You can also get more information on what they're about on their website at NSR Inc.com. My next guest, episode 104, she is Bridget Rogers, the head women's soccer coach of the Lubbock Cooper Lady Pirates. Coach, thank you for being here. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm happy hey. to be here. <laughs> I'm excited. I'm excited. I, I think we're well past the, I never know when to stop saying happy new year, right? When I come across somebody for the, <laughs> right. for the third, the fourth, some people say first two weeks in. So regardless, hope your holidays were well. Hope you had a good, good holidays and uh, what's going on. Tell us what's, uh, how are things? Things are good. Things are great. Um, just got back from Frisco this past Saturday. Um, as you saw in a couple of the Twitter accounts saw, we had a loaded schedule, um, but the yeah. girls prevailed. I mean, um, showed up and played harder than, you know, I could have expected them to and, you know, really showed out. And so um, I think that's great looking into season. You know, I'm an extremely proud coach. They left it all on the field, you know. So, yeah. you know, coming back, it is tough losing games. But at the end of the day, it's about growth during this time. And when it comes to district, that's when, you know, those wins and losses really do matter. Right. So the initial message, so, if, and if you could share with us, coach, I was going to jump into it, but I'd rather that they hear it from you. Tell us about that loaded, that loaded slate that you had there in Frisco uh, <laughs> last week. Um, so uh, I emailed the tournament director, you know, over summer, whenever I signed us up for the tournament, I said, Hey, if we could get, you know, some local teams, you know, not necessarily West Texas teams that we'll see, you know, later down the line. Um, that'd be great. And so she's like, yeah, of course I've got you. And so later, you know, a couple of months down the line, she, uh, posted the schedules and I saw, okay. Uh, I she said, had you, what? she had you all right. She got you. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, okay. I saw McKinney Boyd. I was like, Whoa, okay. Yeah, and yeah. Then, you know, next day, Wakeland, I was like, okay. <laughs> and, then it just kept going. and so, um, you know, it was something definitely to prepare for, for the girls, you mm -hmm. know, um, as soon as we got the schedule, I kind of instilled in their minds, like, Hey, this is going to be a big weekend. We need all hands on deck. And, you know, unfortunately when it comes to tournament season, I don't know what it is with our luck. We, uh, we always get injuries, you know, um, during right. scrimmages and all that, just, you know, injuries that are unforeseen. And so, um, going into Frisco, you know, we were down a couple starters, but, um, you know, it gave our, you know, players who, you know, would come off the bench, those opportunities to get those extra minutes in and really show us, you know, what they can do for us this season. Um, mm -hmm. And so, you know, it was tough going into that weekend. It was tough keeping the morale positive between the girls. Um, you know, it's never easy to, you know, win or lose a game. Um, right. but if you kind of like, if you look down the line, how much that's going to benefit us. It's kind of like, uh, I looked at it as team bonding. Um, right. I know a lot of programs can do, you know, 
escape rooms or different types of team bonding to, you know, problem solve and get those, you know, teammates working together. And that's what I kind of saw Frisco as is, you know, you can't be against each other this weekend, you know, or you're just going to all crumble apart. So how are we going to figure out how to work together to succeed while we're there? How are we going to make sure that we don't give up and we don't concede, you know, this many goals in a game? Um, And so the girls, I mean, really came together more than I could have expected them to. And I think our team chemistry just grew immensely while being there. And so um, I couldn't be more proud of the girls and they know that as well. Now, would you say, because I was about to ask, is that what was the big takeaway from this past weekend? Was that it? What was the major takeaway that maybe you as coach learned about your team this weekend? Um, I mean, our defensive efforts were incredible. I mean, we played the best defense I've seen these girls play in, you know, the past couple of years. Um, And then, you know, with that defensive effort came, you know, a lot of communication from our back line, a lot of communication um, when switching formations and trying to figure things out between the girls. Um, And so I think really coming out of it, we know the standard that we can play and keep up with. So why not take that into, you know, our upcoming tournament and district and all those games. Um, So, yeah. Now the message, the message leaving Frisco last weekend, right? Uh, mm-hmm. Kind of topsy-turvy, up and down, but obviously incredible competition. So what was the the message leaving Frisco and returning back to Lubbock? I mean, I told the girls, like, I preached the message. You can't give up. You can't give up in these games. I know you're tired, but you've got to prevail. You've got to work hard. Um, when district comes, you're going to be playing all these different teams. I can play a full, you know, 80 minutes. And so you have to be that team as well. And the fact that they played each game every minute down to the wire. It's just, you know, when we left, I, you know, was like, Hey, you made it through these games. Just wait till you get to these games down the line. And it's going to be night and day. You are going to succeed and be great. Um, you are going to have communication skills moving forward. You're going to have those team efforts moving forward. It's just, I know it's hard now looking at it here and now, but down the line, it's going to reward us so much more together as a team, as a program, you know, coaching wise, it's going to help, you know, our bond together. It's just everything, even though it was losing games, it's just, there's so much more to it. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. And for sure. And I, and I think the, the coaches that really get it, it's, I think going in the coaches get that right. Understand what the, uh, what, the, what the assignment is, right? right. It's more of getting, it's more of getting the team, the players to understand, especially yeah. when things when things don't quite necessarily go your way right. or, or if they're trying to get them to not put all that stock in wins and losses, especially this early, right? This exactly. Early. exactly. And that's something we struggled with last year was, um, you know, we had a tough season last year and I really think it was because our team chemistry was just lacking. You know, it was a lot of clicks, a lot of, you know, I'm doing this on the field, not a lot of ownership, like I'm doing this, but she's not doing this. Like I'm not owning my mistakes. And so, um, you know, that's what I really wanted to work on with these girls this year. You know, we've done a great amount of team bonding and community service, um, went to a lot of college soccer games. I know UNC was here, I'm sure you saw, but, you know, did, the girls came out to that game. And so I was like, it was during the fourth uh, soccer period. And I was like, if y'all get your parents to get you out early, come on, let's go to the game. Because I was already broadcasting. And so um, <laughs> had all the girls in the stand, it was really awesome. And so um, the team has really come together this year. And it's just it's looking bright down the line. Um, and so we're really excited. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. That's good. That's great to hear too. You know, you talk about last year and kind of the experiences learned when you look at this year, so early in the season, right? So early in the season, uh, 
what are maybe because obviously I think as you know you've done this long enough to know that every year every team kind of takes on its own identity its own personality right yeah. what would you say um is the in the early going you've identified as maybe some of the key differences from the lessons learned from last year on the field off the field from with last year's team to the team this year so far I mean our identity is going to be workhorses. We're not going to be pushed off the ball. We're going to win every ball. We're going to be the strongest team on the field. Um, and that's what I tell the girls every game. You're not going to get pushed off the ball this game. You better be the strongest kids on that field. Um, the last couple of years, you know, I had a really young team the past couple of years, you know, they're all juniors and seniors now, but their mm -hmm. first year they went to the regional tournament. Um, and I think that's, you know, leading into, you know, their sophomore years last year, it was kind of like, Oh, well, we got to the regional tournament already, you know, like, We've yeah, we get there. We go. We go, we go every year, right? Right, know. right. So kind of let the gas off the pedal a little bit last year, and that's where we ran into trouble. And so going into this year, you know, um, I feel like Lubbock Cooper is always the team with the target on their back, um, and so we have to always play our best game every game. And so that's just the mentality of going into these games. There's no easy team. We're going to mm -hmm. play each team, you know, as they're, you know, a Grapevine or Boyd or Wakeland, you know, right. And some of that, a lot of that sounds like uh, workhorses. That's West Texas soccer right there. It is. Right? It is. Yeah, it is. No, I, love, I love that. Yeah, um, I'm from Fort Worth. So these West Texas kids are a different breed, a completely different breed. I mean, they are just, the grit is just wild. They are just right. strong, you know, tough kids. Yeah, awesome. Now, again, we, you know, we so we talk about some of the key things in terms of your district, right? You play in a, in a very competitive district, mm -hmm. uh, finished fifth last year, but you go, those lessons learned in terms, of, in terms of going back to a lot of the girls' freshman year, right? Regional tournament. How do you feel? What are your thoughts on just your district itself? You know, you got some, you know, you got Coronado in there, Lubbock Monterey, you got Abilene, Abilene Cooper in there, just to name a few. Um, what are your thoughts on just, in your district, right? Because I often ask coaches this. It's like, hey, how do you describe the personality of your district? Yeah. I mean, it's competitive. It's, I mean, anybody I talk to, I say there's no easy team. Um, each team is going to have fight in them. They're not going to let off the gas at all. And that's, um, you know, the Abilene High. I mean, Abilene High came in our district last year and just completely dominated. Tiffany did a great job with that group. Um, Monterey, Jared Loeffler over there is doing a tremendous job with, you know, each group he gets in. Um, he got talent that came in this year. And, you know, Alistair Caldwell is extremely knowledgeable. He's at Coronado. I mean, he's a great coach. Um, and it's just, there's a lot of good coaches in this district. I mean, Maddie, I actually played college soccer with, with her. She's at Abilene Wiley. And so um, she's done great things with her program. And so it's always hard going in because it's, it's a prideful thing. It's like, okay, I want to be the best. I want my kids to be the best, but you get there and they want the same things. So it's one of those things you kind of, it's it, each game is extremely competitive, extremely yeah. competitive. <laughs> yeah. I kind of feel very much an underrated district and you hit on it, right? It's a lot of, a lot of really strong coaches, great coaches. Oh, yeah. And you can see, you can see it, how the, the development, uh, mm -hmm. the ascension of, of those programs in that district is pretty, pretty phenomenal to observe. Oh, yeah. No, and it's, um, it's done great things for Lubbock. Yeah. I mean, the fact that Monterey has such a successful team and Coronado and then, you know, all the Abilene's it's just, I mean, it's great for West Texas soccer. Yeah. So the ascension of your program, right? Lubbock Cooper, the lady pirates been around since, oh, what is that? 2015, 16, mm -hmm. 2015. 15. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, 
What's your take on that when you observe from when you arrived to now, obviously, topsy-turvy, ups and downs every season, right? But um, how do you explain that to others that think of Lubbock as, you know, there's nothing out there or, you know, how do they develop these players and blah, blah, blah. How, how do you explain that to someone that doesn't maybe doesn't really get it? Um, well, I mean, initially, you know, when I first got here, our teams were filled with kids who, you know, played rec soccer, but hadn't really touched a ball in a while. Um, but now as the years have gone on and soccer has built up, I mean, Texas Tech does a phenomenal job. They have their Red Raider Soccer Academy. And so starting them from youth up until um, the club age, you know, they get them ready for soccer. And then after that, we do have Sting West Texas now. Um, Jose, Jose, I can't remember his last name, but he's our new Sting Club director out here. He's doing a phenomenal job getting girls involved in ECNL. Um, it seems like a small town out here, but it's actually growing a lot. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, this is the most club players I've ever had on a team. I've got an ECNL player. I've got an ECNL RL player. I've got girls who, um, you know, play in different leagues that are still, you know, a club level team, um, which before was not the case. You know, if you were to talk to me, you know, four years ago, I had no club players. It was just players that worked hard and I taught them how to pass the ball and shoot the ball. <laughs> <laughs> Awesome. No, that and that's great. So how many, I mean, well, no, I won't ask you that. But so one of the things that's pretty fascinating, and I know you have to get, I know you have to get people that reach out and ask questions, right? It jumped out. It was on my radar probably, I don't know, maybe two years ago, right? Your facilities, your field, right? It's <laughs> phenomenal. Uh, if you haven't had the chance, go out, look it up, go, you know, go to their Twitter, Twitter handle. Where can they find you again, coach? Uh, girl soccer. Say that again. LCP Girl Soccer. LCP Girl Soccer, or if not, Google Lubbock, Lubbock Cooper High School Soccer mm -hmm. Field. It is like a legit field. Um, so you get a lot of questions on that, or how do you, you know, it's, that's a pretty incredible resource to have and a great builder for your program. How do you? Uh, it is. It is. It, you know, it being from Fort Worth and like, I went to Keller. And so, you know, a lot of soccer schools in DFW and we still practice on football fields. Then I come out to Lubbock, Texas. And I see that this little Lubbock Cooper school has this soccer field, an actual soccer field, not a football field. They don't have to share it. It's wild. And um, right. you know, we're super fortunate to have it, but it's just, you know, the facilities are just phenomenal. And, you know, friendship out here um, has a field as well. And so, mm -hmm one school tends to do one thing. So does the other. So <laughs> friends <laughs> themselves a soccer field. So Lubbock Cooper had to get us a soccer field as well. So yeah. I'm not complaining because no, you know, no. planning practices, you know, um, I've got a lot of friends in DFW who coach. And so they're having to go early mornings or late, you know, five or six at night, you know, to get their practice thing. Cause you're having to juggle it with other sports teams, the boys teams, all of that. And so, you know, we're super, super, super fortunate. And, you know, We've got locker rooms. We've got hospitality areas, our offices. It's just – and we host a lot of playoff games. So if y'all, mm -hmm. when we get to it, want to come and play a playoff game with, at our facility, come on. <laughs> awesome. Y'all send yeah. me a deal. Let's get it set up. <laughs> Definitely. Go check it out. It'll You'll enjoy it. It'll be fun. Um, now, you know, I got to ask you, so you're, hang, you're proudly displaying your uh, Texas Tech uh, women's soccer alum jersey there in the background. Um, so – you're one of the things that jumped out on our radar here this past year, this past college soccer season was just like, oh, my God, that is, you know, it's Coach Rogers from Lubbock Cooper. She's doing the part of the play by play color commentary for the Texas Tech women's soccer broadcast. Right. Uh, pretty phenomenal stuff. Talk about that. Um, 
just a phenomenal opportunity. Um, my coach, Tom Stone, called me up two years ago. Bridget, I've got a really cool opportunity. We need a play-by-play. We need a soccer analyst for the soccer games. Do you want to do it? And it's hard to tell Tom no. <laughs> so I was like, oh, man, uh, not knowing what I was really getting myself into. I was like, yeah, sure, of course. And then we got to it, and I was like, oh, man, this is actually, you know, got to my first game. I was nervous, but um, Jeff Haxton is uh, the guy who I do the broadcasting with. He's really great about, you know, prompting, asking questions, you know, walking us through the broadcast. But um, it's it's a super cool opportunity, and I would be at the games regardless. So I was like, might as well just work them and call them since I'll already be there. Yeah. Um, yeah. But, no, I mean, it's a whole different aspect of the game because as a coach, you're kind of analyzing the game, internalizing those thoughts, you know, what am I going to say to the kids at halftime, this and that. Um, but in a play-by-play, you are dissecting the game second by second, minute by minute as it's going. And it's kind of challenged me as a coach almost to kind of be like, okay, so they're in tra- like transition right now. So what exactly are they trying to achieve while doing this? Or they're changing formation. They're moving this player mm-hmm. here. And it's just, you know, like I said, every second, every minute of the game, you have to be on and watching and making sure, you know, you're not really missing a beat of the game because, it's, you know, it could pass by and you could just miss the moment. Yeah. You know, I li- I liked it from the handful of games that I've called on the Texas high school soccer side. I've, I've liked it because you're right. It does. You definitely evolve and it does challenge you as a coach. Cause it's, it's another layer of analysis. Right. Yeah. And um, yeah, I think I one of the, one of the very first things I learned is it's like, dude, you don't have to, you don't have to speak every second, right? Let it kind of let it, let it breathe a little bit, right? Give it, give it time. But also when you're doing the radio versus TV, totally different, right? Because with radio, you really have to paint that picture, right? So exactly. um, now have you done radio as well or has it been? No, I haven't done radio, but Mike, uh, Jeff, he does radio. And so he yeah. kind of talks about that and the differences and all of that. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's definitely different, but I love, I love the radio guys. I grew up listening to a lot of the radio guys and just how they, how they paint the picture and how they can say, you know, a thousand words without literally saying a thousand words is pretty, it's pretty fun. Somehow follow the game by just, you know, listening. It's just crazy. (laughs) The, also the other thing too, just the, um, a lot of the analysis and just feedback and input that you were providing on, on Twitter in terms of beyond Texas tech, but the college yeah. game itself, yeah. I thought, I thought was pretty, pretty phenomenal. I thought yeah. you did I, really, I, really great. I love soccer. Love yeah. soccer. <laughs> on, I know you watched it. I know you watched it this past year. Thoughts on your takeaways. What did you notice? Just trends, big takeaways in terms of the, the NCAA tournament, the D one women's soccer tournament. Um, You know, I mean, First example, UNC getting kicked out first round. Uh, you really can't let your foot off the gas. Or it was UCLA, actually. No, excuse me. Yeah, UCLA. yeah, yeah. To, uh, Irvine. To Irvine, yeah. Oh, whoa, wrong, wrong team because we played UNC. But, <laughs> um, yeah, UCLA won the national championship last year, um, watched their game, got kicked out first round. I can't remember what school exactly it was right now. But, I mean, they – It was uh, Irvine, UC Irvine. Again. Oh, yeah. There we go. There Again. we go. Yeah, and yeah. just – I mean, UC Irvine, in my opinion, just dominated the game. It looked like UCLA didn't even want to be there. And so it just shows, you know, one year you could be phenomenal. And then the next, you know, you kind of get that big head. And it's like, right. you, can do that. You, can't, you can't do that in college soccer because, you know, UC Irvine might not be as competitive and as talented as UCLA, but it's about the team who's going to show up and play. Mm-hmm. It's about the team who's going to step up to the challenge and really put forth that effort. You could have all the talent, all the skill in the world, like UNC, for instance, and, you know, not make it to the national championship, not get to where you want to be. 
Um, but, you know, um, huge fan, obviously, of Texas Tech soccer. Became a big fan of BYU, even though they went further than Tech. Yeah, yeah. Um, really want to see BYU in that final, but, you know. Yeah, the um, – well, first of all, congratulations to Tech on their historic season, by the way. Um, oh, my God, why am I drawing a blank? Um, who was it? Was, was it uh, – who, who – I'm drawing a blank on who BYU beat in that classic game. Who was that um, in BYU? Do you remember? The, uh, the comeback finish, I just completely drew a blank on that. No, no you're but, testing me now. <laughs> yeah, a phenomenal, phenomenal game. I think the big thing that stood out was just how how Florida State, two things stood out to me, just how Florida State just really separated themselves from everybody, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. And there and there was a lo- there were a lot of great teams in this tournament, but mm-hmm. Florida State was just was just different, very I different. Mean, they looked like a pro team. <laughs> it didn't even look yeah. like a, or a college soccer team. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, and then I think the other thing, <clears throat> excuse me, the other thing that stood out to me was, and I mentioned this on a couple of podcasts, uh, a couple of recent episodes, I mentioned this was <clears throat> a th- something that came back to me not during the College Cup, but later was a couple of weeks ago. I'm sitting there, um, and I'm ca- I catch part of the uh, the NCAA volleyball championship, right? Texas Tech and Nebraska, mm-hmm. and I'm watching that setting for a final right for a for a volleyball final four and then for a a volleyball national title game and i'm thinking to myself you know after seeing the women's d1 college cup the men's d1 college cup a week later um particularly the men's where it was very much empty yeah Uh, i'm just thinking to myself there's got to be a better way to do better for you know for our sport at the the college level at the d1 all level right it's supposed to be the this is supposed to be the cream of the crop D one. And yet it's just, you know, you have, you know, you look back at the women's side and you had, you had two of the different club organizations simultaneously having, having diff big events on that same weekend on, yeah. on opposite ends, opposite ends of the country. Yeah. Um, that kind of stuff doesn't, it, you know, just, it doesn't help, you know, no, amongst, amongst other things, but, you know, I looked at volleyball they're prime time Sunday, you know, Sunday afternoon, and it, it's a packed house. They're on ABC and uh, really easy to find. And I just thought, I'm thinking to myself, it's like, we got to be able to do better in terms of college soccer. Well, and it's just the soccer world in general. I mean, we have high school soccer that overlaps with ECNL and all of that. It's just like the soccer world is kind of falling behind in the trends, you know. Um, club volleyball happens after high school volleyball season. Club basketball happens after high school back basketball season, but soccer I mean, goes year, all year long. But I mean, there's gotta be some way we can work with each other, you know? And it seems like that's the issue when it comes to collegiate soccer as well, working with those big tournaments and all that. We just, it's like a lack of organization, a lack of communication between organizations and all of that, you know? Yeah. Um, you know, I saw Randy Waldrum actually tweeted that saying it's ridiculous that they have these big events going on this weekend when it's, you know, the final. And so, yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, I, I, and I know you got to talk to him, so that's the only reason why I brought that up. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I, I played for his son Ben and club. So okay, okay Ben. Yeah. yeah, um, he's you know Randy. It, it's pretty amazing how his his strong <laughs> his stronghold. I joke about it, right? His stronghold. I joke about it with him. His stronghold on this podcast. He. I don't think we can go more than two episodes without his name coming up somehow, right? <laughs> whether it be me or our guest. So, which is yeah. awesome. Which is awesome. I love Randy to death. He might have had the best 2023 of any coach yeah. at any level in this country, right? Just yeah. the incredible things he's doing, what he's built at Pitt, right? 
and just what he's turned the uh, Nigerian women's national team into in spite of all the, you know, let's just call it what it is, all the BS that they've had to go through, right? Uh, pretty phenomenal stuff. Very happy for him, very proud of him. Yeah, no, he's yeah. doing phenomenal things in the soccer world. So Absolutely. who knows where he, what he's going to do next? I feel like he's like you. He's got a million things going on. <laughs> <laughs> we, um, you know, and back, so back to the vault, the thing, and I mentioned this with a couple of other college coaches before on a previous episode was, um, I don't know, you know, I had Brandon last episode. I had, uh, Brandon Milburn on here, uh, director of Str strategic growth. And I forgot to ask him this, but, um, one of the things that I found out about volleyball is I think it's AVCA American volleyball coaches association. If I'm not mistaken, mm -hmm. they center their convention around the final four, the volleyball final four weekend. Yeah. Right. So, which is just more, right? More people, right? More people, more, uh, more of the who's who and the coaches and everybody, just a bigger community event, right? Yeah. So, um, I think there's got to be a way that we can be better on that front, you know, <clears throat> and it, and it doesn't, and it definitely shouldn't be limited to just D1 for sure. No, no, yeah. Hint, hint, wink, wink. If anybody's listening. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now, beyond that, <laughs> beyond, beyond that, what are just any other thoughts, uh, in regard to the college game? Uh, I mean, you know, NIL transfer portal, I could go on and on and on about oh, that. You know, yeah, yeah. it's just, it's a whirlwind. I can't imagine being a college athlete right now. I mean, I'd love to be a college athlete for the NIL benefits, right. but I can't imagine being a college coach having to constantly, this is what I got from coaches whenever we sat down and interviewed with them before a game is you're constantly having to recruit the players you already have yeah. um, with yeah. the transfer portal. And so you could have a kid who's a senior um, that you're having to, still recruit because the transfer portal, you know, there's so many, you know, they have this here, they have that there, you know, Texas tech lost Giselle Kazarski, who was a starter and played the entirety of every game to Miami. And so it's just, I you know, it could happen, you know, so it's a local product out of here in San Antonio, by the way, I might, I might oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, so, she's talented. Good for her. I can see her being a Miami gal. So, <laughs> yeah, that was a that was a little bit of a was a little bit of a surprise to me when I when I saw that. Right, I saw yeah. that on social media. I was like, wow. It's like, okay, um, but good for her. Good for her. Yeah. Um, the good thing is, I know Tom's just reloading there. So, oh, man, he's <laughs> the best salesman I know, man. <laughs> um, yeah, I love that. I still, talk, man, I still talk to him. It's just one of those things. It's just it's for life with yeah. Tom. So. Right. <laughs> great stuff now we transition here coach um texas high school soccer your time you know you've gone you were a you know texas high school product obviously mm -hmm. club you know cl club club player as well out of Ke was it keller or fort worth yeah, keller. Keller, right? keller yeah so originally from keller uh and now you you decide to come over to the dark side and uh, enter the coaching world right <laughs> what's been your what's been your take what's been your assessment on the Texas high school soccer scene was it was it what you expected nothing like what you expected how do you assess that um it was way, it's way different than how it was when I was in high school and I'm not going to tell you when that was because that'll really expose my age so <laughs> I think you're safe with me I think we know who's the older one <laughs> you know um high school you know back in the day I'm not that old but back in the day was really just for fun you know it was not really an emphasis on you know rankings it wasn't an emphasis on all this social media, but, you know, as times has gone on, it's just like, you know, we have all these, you know, huge Twitter accounts that are just, you know, publicizing Texas high school soccer. And then 
um, Tasco, which is really built, you know, a huge um, platform for high school soccer and all these different organizations that are giving high school soccer a name for it. Um, you know, I saw in one of your other podcasts with another coach, like club coaches kind of laugh in high school soccer coaches' faces. Like, you don't really know much, but now that the times have gotten going, you know, it's a lot of coaches who, you know, have played collegiate ball, they've have yeah. coaching licenses, they have experience, and it's just grown into something that's, you know, actually beneficial to these athletes. And I just hope that, you know, people start giving, you know, high school teams, high school coaches some, you know, a little more credibility in that aspect. Yeah. I mean, just, I'm thinking as you're saying that I'm thinking about just some of the coaches in your own district, right. That you're talking about. It's like pretty yeah. phenomenal list. Um, but yeah, you know, I was having a conversation uh, a couple of months back. I was having a conversation with another soccer coach in a different state and it just, I kind of took them through my daily schedule or schedule with the team. Mm -hmm. Obviously we had, we hadn't had tryouts yet, but it just, first of all, just the athletic period alone blew his mind, right? Just that part. Right. But just when he's, when I broke down for him, how much we spend with our athletes yeah. around, you know, over the course of the week, and then you multiply that by a month and over the course of the school year, mm -hmm. it just, it, it blew his mind, you know, it blew his mind. So, so yeah. And I, and I think that's one of the bigger pieces with high school coaches is for our college coaches out there listening is there should be no reason as you start to zero in, zero in on a recruit, right? Mm -hmm. Some of those, those conversations, those, maybe those phone calls, those emails that you need to be having no better person than the high school coach who can vouch I mean, for, who can vouch for that student athlete's character in terms of on the field, off the field, in the locker room, in the weight room, in, and especially in the classroom. Yeah, I completely agree. And that's where, you know, credibility comes in. You know, we are, like you said, with them on a daily basis. I, basically have 37 daughters. So <laughs> I know what they're doing academically. I know how they're doing in the weight room. Like you said, I know what they're eating or not eating for lunch. You know, it's just like, they're my kids. And so, like you said, what better person asked than their high school coach who is with them all year long. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So you talked about that. You broke some of it down, right? As we start to uh, segue here out of the end of our first segment, coach. Where do you see? So you talked about some of the changes since when you played not so long ago, right? Not not too long ago when, <laughs> yeah. you, when you played to now in terms of the high school game. But where do you kind of feel? Where do you feel like it's headed? And maybe I don't know. Maybe the next five years or so. I I mean I think it's going to get a bigger reputation than it does now. I mean we have all this social media, we have all these podcasts now that are just um, channeling into all these high school programs and all these high school players. I mean you have. Kennedy Fuller at South Lake Carroll, who, you know, gives praises to her high school, even though she's not playing this year, like still gives praises to her high school because of what they've done for her. And so it's just, you're going to see, I think this evolution of credibility being given to these schools and to these coaches and to, you know, what we're really doing with these kids, you know, we're not just teaching them to kick and chase a ball around, you know, we're teaching them to play actual soccer. And so um, I think it's a credibility thing. I think, you know, if it's you know, just credibility, you know. <laughs> no, great, great. Yeah, and I agree. You know, uh, Kennedy Fuller, uh, never heard of her. I have no idea who she is, right? Uh, no, my, I almost believed you for a second. <laughs> no, 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 just kidding. Yeah, no, you're spot on. That's a great, I mean, perfect example, right? Just yeah, in well, and she probably is like, who's this crazy, crazy lady that knows my name and knows what I like post on Twitter and stuff? But <laughs> no, just, just a phenomenal example of 
just you know the example she's setting oh for, yeah you know for the you know future young ladies that are going to come behind her as well so wishing her the absolute best for sure um yeah. all right so that's going to do it for our first segment coach uh before we move on to our second segment let us tell us uh let us tell you about a couple of our good friends first our friends at gipper gippers away schools athletic departments ad's and coaches create world-class marketing content Join over 3,000 coaches and ADs and programs and use Gipper to create high-quality visual branded graphics for your program. The best part, anyone can do it in seconds on any device without needing any design experience whatsoever. The best part is if you do have significant design experience in this world, it is designed specifically for you as well as what they call the power user. Um, and just for being a listener of the 5050 podcast, you can save money. Listeners of the 5050 podcast receive 10% off any first-time Gipper purchase. All you have to do is visit gipper.com slash partner slash 5050 to learn more. Again, that is gipper.com slash part or dot partner. Let me say that again. Gipper.com slash partner slash 5050. Our other good friends at Global Scarves. Global Scarves is the top provider of custom knitted scarves, beanies, and other fan merchandise in the U.S. All merch is fully custom with free design experience and free shipping on all orders. Our good friends, both Kyle and Bill, they'll take care of you. Great stuff. You can reach out to them. You can contact them at info at globalscarves.com to get any free designs or quotes built out for your school, club, or maybe you want to have a supporters group, right? Uh, you, they'll do it all. They do it all. So free shipping. And uh, again, you can contact them at info at globalscarves.com. Mention the podcast or give them the code hashtag 5050pod, and they'll be sure to take care of you. All right, coach. It is the moment of truth. Are you ready? Yep. <laughs> counterattack time all right so random questions uh some soccer some non-soccer all of these the on the soccer front they're all related uh, related as a coach not as a player okay, okay. So, so you got to put on your coaching hat here so okay. all right any game day superstitions or rituals um uh rituals i am known to have an energy drink in hand before a game and i typically wear a hat because I have like a nervous like tick during the games where I grab my hat and like mess with it. And so I have to have a hat on during games. I got to have something to mess with If yeah. something's going wrong. I'm like, okay, let's figure yeah. this out. <laughs> it's funny. I got an assistant coach, a new one last year, um, a third coach. And she came in, she goes, do you always do that with your hat? Like, and I'm like, uh, what do you mean? Like, do what? Do what? <laughs> just brought it to light. I was like, man, I do do that a lot. Huh? <laughs> um, but, I mean, not really any superstitions, but yeah. really just, I got to have my energy drink. I've got to have my caffeine. Um, right. My girls will make fun of me. You know, they can tell when I have my energy drink before the game because I get a little goofy, get a little hyper. Um, and then I have to have my hat. Now, so a couple of things. Energy drink wise, what's what's the drink of choice? Is there a particular brand, flavor? Where, where do we, or do you just pick whatever's in sight? How does that work? Yeah, recently it's been, it's called Uptime. And so it has, it's like a natural caffeine. And so mm -hmm. I don't know if you've had one of those before, but. Recently, it's been, I actually recent as in, in Frisco recent. So oh, wow. yeah. <laughs> just started drinking those in Frisco, but typically it's like a C4 or a white monster. It used to okay. be a Red Bull a few years ago, but now it's sugar. I'm old. Got to watch my yeah. sugar level. So. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm a C4. I, I kind of became a C4 guy, but I'm a little bit of a um, monster guy. I like the yeah. orange and the the gold one. I don't know if you've seen it. The gold. I have the, seen the gold one, yeah. And, Something gold, something pineapple. I forget what it is. Um, right. Big fan of that one. So well, yeah. my husband works for C4. I'll have to send you some. Oh, really? Oh, oh yeah. Wow. Well, he works yeah. from uh, Dr. Pepper and they are uh, C4. Gotcha. So. Okay. Yeah, that's why we've got a lot of C4 in our house. It's got to be there careful. You. 
Awesome. <laughs> we got an ambassador there. There we go. All right. right. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Next one. Strangest thing in your refrigerator. Oh, um, <laughs> I don't know if it's a strange or not, but there's just been a bottle of sunscreen sitting in the back of the fridge. And <laughs> yeah, it's a little, <laughs> I think my husband put it in there thinking it keeps it, you know, keeps it good. I'm like, well, I don't really wear sunscreen. So that's on you. And it's just yeah. it's been in there for like two years now. <laughs> oh, wow. and I'll open it. It's on the same level as our milk. And so every time I get the milk out, I just see the sunscreen in a bag. I'm like, okay, I just leave it. Like, I don't throw it away. I just leave it. So. So have you guys just decided the heck with it? We're just going to see what happens. It's just I think I, I think I, internally, I've just been waiting to see if he does anything with it. <laughs> like, I wonder if he's ever going to notice that. I wonder if he's going to go get it now. He should be watching. But there you go. <laughs> I want to hear the fridge open in five minutes. That might be, that might be a pretty strange one. That might, uh, I don't know. I don't, I don't think anybody has unseated uh, coach, uh, coach G Guerrero from A&M when, uh -huh. when he was on here. He said he had dog food, right? Dog food. <laughs> I just got that bougie dog food then. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was just, that was just not what I was expecting to come, come, out of, come from him. So, yeah, so that might be the strange <laughs> one. But, all right, next one. Greatest sports movie. Oh, uh, can it be a TV show? Sure. Ted yeah. Lasso. Ted Lasso. Okay, yeah. Yeah, there you go. That's a good one. Now is that uh, you're just kind of a hostage of the moment thing you think, or you really, or you you'll die on that hill? What do you think? Um, it is pretty phenomenal, though. I think kicking and screaming is a pretty good one. <laughs> yeah, yeah. All right, now what about worst worst sports movie ever? Oh man, uh, what is it? The Big Green? The, I don't know if that's the worst one, but the one with that big goalie. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I didn't make it. I didn't make it through the whole movie in that one. So yeah, so. I could barely remember the name, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, all right. Next one. Um, so, if not a coach and educator, you would be what? Um, realistically, I would love to work in. Well, I used to want to work in pro sports, but you know, in my dreams, I'd love to own a dog farm. <laughs> All the dogs that are in the pound, just take them to a dog farm. Y'all come live with me. Oh, nice. <laughs> I thought you were going to go like the breeder route, but you're saying just. No, just no. Yeah. Right? I, got, I have three rescues, so I'm a big. Yeah. My girls know me as the person that picks up the dogs. So. <laughs> what kind of dogs? What kind of breeds? Um, so one of them is like a Border Collie mix. I got her from the pound. I actually have always wanted a golden retriever. And on Facebook, like six years ago, this lady posted that a golden retriever mix got dumped on her at her house. And so, um, have a little golden retriever, which I was like, I got that for free. I'm okay. I'm happy with that. And then, uh, my latest dog, which, uh, supposed to be just a foster, but she's yeah. still here. Um, <laughs> it's been a year. She's a, <laughs> she's a German shepherd. And so okay. we've got a lot of dog here in the house. Okay. Nice. Oh, <laughs> uh, no, it's pretty awesome. Um, all right. Next one. Superpower question here. Would you rather be invisible or a mind reader? Uh, invisible, for sure. Invisible? Okay. Yeah, people will leave me alone if I needed to be left alone. <laughs> <laughs> I never thought about it like that. Yeah, that's a good point. <laughs> Describe yourself as a player. Inevitably, every coach at some point finds himself talking about this to their team, to their players on some level, right? Yeah. How yeah. do you describe yourself? Uh, I think I was a little overly competitive. Um, <laughs> I think I still am, but I mean, it comes with the game. It comes with playing soccer. Um, also was a super, you know, 
I was a player that kind of struggled with my confidence. Uh, made a mistake. I would make one mistake a game and kind of get in my head. And so that's something I, you know, I've really taken to my girls. Like, hey, you make a mistake, get out of your head. There's no reason for it. Trust me. Yeah. I've been down that road, and it does no good for you in your game. And so that's what I try to preach to my kids. It's you know easier said than done, but competitive. Yeah, I get in my head. So <laughs> now the, the confidence piece. I'm kind of curious. Do you do you find yourself as a coach now? Do you find yourself kind of gravitating? towards that player that type of player that that you might be that might play for you when when they have those moments do you naturally find yourself really like you can quickly identify that yep i definitely do and you know i'll pull them off uh you know pull them off on the sideline hey there's no reason to get in your head you've made a couple mistakes but you just got to keep you know you've got to keep playing you've got to keep going you've got to keep playing for your teammates um you know not everybody has a perfect game you can't expect that out of yourself and that's what you know what i did when I was younger, it's just, I expected a perfect game out of myself after every game and it was unrealistic. And so that's what I just, <laughs> Oh, one of my players commenting. <laughs> just a little pulling hair. huh? <laughs> uh, <laughs> so um, in my last ever college soccer game, we played uh, Florida Gators and uh, someone sent a ball long. They had like one of the top forwards in the nation. And so we were in a foot race and she got past me. And so I was outside the 18 and I was like, I don't want her to have a one-on-one chance at goal. And I didn't pull her hair. That was a mistake. Do we have video proof? Do we have video proof? I yeah. pulled her down by her shoulder yeah. outside the 18, got a yellow for it. Didn't get a red, but it was, it's pretty vicious. I will yeah. say, but I mean, right. one of those, I call it a smart foul when it comes yeah. to these <laughs> A professional foul, right? Is that what? Oh yeah, called? exactly. That's what I like to tell my players, and so they like to come up with all these scenarios. Like, oh, so if I do this, it's okay. Yeah. No. <laughs> you'll have to give me. I know the opponent. You'll have to give me the year. I'll have to give uh, Becky Burley a call. Oh no! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that girl. <laughs> and shout out to uh, the great Ken Murphy for joining us as well. Ken, thanks for joining us. Appreciate your support. Um, all right, next one for you, Coach. Uh, you are appointed the soccer czar in America, right? You oversee everything you're the shot caller first change you'd make regarding soccer in america tomorrow agenda item number one what is it uh i mean speaking for texas specifically the number of club teams we have um i think there's just i love that it's getting more kids involved but it's just kind of an outrageous amount of teams you know um i've got a lot of great players that don't play ecnl or ecnl rl and they're not you know getting the looks that those teams do because it's you know they don't, those coaches, you know, go to those ECNL tournaments versus these other tournaments. And so um, kind of making it more, what's the word? Um, like back in the day, there was, I played for Dallas Texans and there was a Dallas Texans red and Dallas Texans white. And that was it. And they might've had a Dallas Texans in central Texas and South Texas or, you know, mm -hmm. um, but it's just, you know, gotten so widespread and so populated in all these clubs that in some of these teams, isn't really club soccer anymore. Um, it's just, you know, at what point do you say, okay, this is enough teams. Like we've got to slow it down and kind of, you know, make it more prestigious, make it more elite, you know? Okay. And, that, and that's, and I could get a lot of hate on that, but that's just my personal opinion. Okay. No, 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 no. I was, it's a, it, I mean, it, it does bring up a great point, right? Uh, just in terms of just the layers in the bureaucracy, right? I mean, like anything, the layers in the bureaucracy and the politics and just, <clears throat> I get it you know, uh, on the club side. And that's just, that's just it, right. As much as we try to make it a point to also cover, you know, cover some club soccer, it's just, it's just harder to get your arms around, right. Yeah. It's just harder to yeah. get your arms around. So I, I can get that for sure. Um, all right. Next one. 
They are making a movie about the life of Bridget Rogers. Who plays you? Someone kind of loud and obnoxious and annoying. Um, <laughs> oh, uh, Emma Stone. Emma Stone kind of seems loud and crazy. Oh, you know, speaking of her, I just saw her in something recently that's on Showtime. I think it is. It, it is really weird. It is yeah. really weird. I I got to look up what the name is, but I know exactly what you're talking about, though, because I saw an interview from like Variety or something, and they were just yeah. like cackling yeah. with the movie. It was just it's so it's a series, right? It's a series. Oh, but okay. I found myself like I don't know. I found myself. I kind of found myself in a trance, like <laughs> like I was like I don't know into episode three, and I was like, first of all. I was like, I can't believe I'm watching this. And then somewhere in there, like tail end of episode two, I was like, where is this going? Right. It was like, like there was, I don't know. I got to look it up again. I forget what it's called, but it's, it's an, it's something that just came out. Okay. It is really odd. It is really odd. So it's just yeah. one of those ones you have to know how it ends then. Cause it's like, why, why is this happening? I have to know. <laughs> yeah. It's, I don't know. I don't know. I guess it, I guess, I don't know. It was kind of like looking inside of my own mind. It's just everywhere, everywhere with no, and, but not going anywhere at the same time. Oh no. I don't know if I can handle that. I already got too much going on up here. <laughs> exactly. exactly. All right. Next one. Current music and podcast playlist. What's in the rotation? What's in the go-to? Um, I, uh, as far as podcasts, it's kind of like more YouTube, but I watch a lot of, I don't know if you probably don't know who it is. Her name's Bailey Sarian. She does, um, a lot of just like murder mysteries and, uh, stuff like that. You know, I'm into all the crime and murder type yeah. things and which is weird. That's how I pass my time and relax my mind. But um, yeah. <laughs> I saw somewhere saying that if you listen to the crime, like true crime podcasts or watch like true yeah. crime videos, you're a psychopath. And I was like, Oh, okay. Thanks. Yeah, I've, I've seen some of those that like hits a red flag. I was like, yeah, oh, a red flag. I'm like, I'm sorry. Yeah. And yet it's one of the, it is one of the most like in demand, most popular genres of all podcasts. Right. It's just very, there's some pretty, there's some pretty awesome stuff out there. There really is. It's pretty yeah. fascinating. So, yeah. shout out, shout out to Mo Football, Mo Football for joining us as well. Um, all right, next one. Um, did you cover music in there? Did you say any music? I didn't. I didn't. Did did. <laughs> okay, I was like, wait a minute. Like, I I right okay, good deal. All right. <laughs> how would you? I'm, I'm always fascinated by how coaches respond to this one. How would your players describe you? Um. Goofy, but serious. <laughs> I'm an easygoing coach um, until I'm not. Um, you know, practice could always be fun. Games should always be fun. But if you're not doing what's expected, then it's time to kind of lay the hammer down. Mm -hmm. um, but my girls know that. My girls know I don't really like repeating myself. Um, if I give instruction and yeah. tell you to do, you know, a certain thing on the field or in a drill or something, and I don't like to repeat myself. Um, but like I said, I, you know, it tend to be on the goofier side as a coach, but I, you know, my motto is never grow up, uh, <laughs> always stay, you know, youthful and always have fun with it. And so my girls might think I'm annoying sometimes, but it's fine. <laughs> we have a great relationship. Um, and you know, it's a great group of girls. And so it just makes it fun. It makes it more personable. And then, you know, when it comes down, you know, before practice, we all laugh and hang out. And then when it gets to practice, it's time to get serious, time to focus, it's time to, you know, be all in. Yeah. I don't think you, 
I don't think you're you're not doing your job if your players don't think you're annoying as a coach on some level. <laughs> at some point, right? You, it's just it's a it's a birthright, I think. Right, uh, right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I get the same thing with with my girls. Right, the they just they're still obviously I've been with them since August now, first year, kind of been through the whole process of getting to know each other, and wow. uh, I think they know <laughs> they definitely know when I'm not playing around. But I right. think the other piece too is that what they're learning about me is I'm very much a prankster, right? Very yeah. much a prankster. So you try to find the moments to keep it loose. Yeah. You just hope that it doesn't get away from you and it goes off the rails. Right. So, right. Exactly. So exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. So, all right, next one. All right. This is superpower, superpower number two question. All right. Super, superpower question number two. <laughs> I think I already know where you're going to go with this, but I'll ask it anyway. <laughs> Speak every language or talk to animals. Oh, talk to animals for sure. Oh, for sure. <laughs> I definitely would be talking to my dogs all day. I wouldn't even, you know, hang out with anybody. I'd be like, sorry, I'm like actually hanging out with my dogs. <laughs> yeah. There's an old, I forget who the quote, who's, uh, whose quote it is, but right. It was, it goes along the lines of the more, the, the more I get to know people, the more I love my dog. Have yeah. You seen that oh, yeah. yeah. 100%. Yeah. So true. So true. So, true. There's so much truth in that statement. <laughs> yeah. All right. And our final question here is a little bit more of a reflective one. I'm going to put you on the spot as well, coach, but okay. this is the one um, I generally ask this one of college coaches, but, mm -hmm. um, or usually early, very early in the season. So I'll ask you. So the 2023, 2024 Lubbock Cooper lady pirates soccer season will be a success. If, if we keep, you know, playing with each other and for each other, man, um, it's all about that team chemistry on the field. It's all about taking care of each other. And, um, you know, if one person kind of drops off, that's, you know, on the field, it's just going to take, you know, ruin the whole, you know, goal that we're trying to achieve. And so, you know, my girls always know I preach a game of, you know, making sure you take care of each other. You're a family. You got to take care of each other. You've got to uplift each other on the field, you know. You can't get at your teammates when you're on the field because guess what? Your teammate who may be struggling, that's playing, who may be making, you know, bad pass, bad pass, bad pass in a row, you know, they're already beating themselves up. So you've got to be that person on the field that uplifts them, that takes care of them. Um, you know, if you have a teammate who's struggling positioning-wise on the field, you can't yell at them. You can't get onto them because guess what? That's just going to startle them even more. You've got to take care of them, guide them to where they need to be. Um, and so that's just, you know, if we continue to – treat each other how we did in Frisco and grow with each other um, towards, you know, going towards district. I think it's going to be an extremely successful season. Awesome. Great stuff. Um, that's it, coach. That's going to do it. That's the end of segment two. That's the end of counterattack. And uh, this has been fabulous. have really appreciated you joining us. And uh, as we wrap up here, as is customary, typically what we do here in stoppage time, right? We let mm -hmm. Shout outs, thank yous, any players, anybody who you'd also like to recognize, anything uh, regarding the game that's on your mind, any messages that you want to share with other coaches that might be out there. Uh, the floor is yours. Um, first and foremost, you know, a big shout out to my assistant coaches, um, Kendall Apple, Ariel Dickerson, um, season and soccer in itself. You know, it wouldn't be the same without them there, you know. The people that, you know, are behind the scenes that are helping Ariel's taking care of our JV. Kendall is my, you know, offensive mindset um, for my varsity squad. So um, huge kudos to them. I'm so appreciative of them and their, for them and their help. Um, shout out to my girls. I love them to death. You know, I treat them as my own kids. Um, I've been with them for, you know, some of them four years, three years now. And so 
Um, big shout out to y'all. See y'all tomorrow for practice. Um, Sienna, if you're watching, get ready for our podcast. We actually have tomorrow. Oh, nice. <laughs> podcast number two. Uh, she's nervous for that. So, and I, she hates attention. So Sienna, yeah. give a shout out. I hope you turn red. Um, <laughs> and uh, really a note for all the coaches out there. Um, you know, um, I preach a big, you know, uh, taking care of your mental health. I think it's something that you should prioritize. I think you, need to take care of yourselves during season because season is long season gets tough. And, you know, depending on how your season's going, it could, you know, really hurt your mental health up and down. And so, you know, yeah. prioritize your mental health, prioritize, you know, time with your family, prioritize time at home, whatever you want to do that makes you happy outside of, you know, coaching and soccer and all of that, because the grind gets hard, you know, um, in my earlier years of coaching, I'd catch myself getting home from work and watching film from, five o'clock till nine o'clock at night, you know? Um, and it's just, you can't work yourself into the ground like that. You have to make sure you set boundaries for yourself. Um, so that's my advice for all coaches out there because right. I know I used to run myself into the ground all the time, but yeah, you've got to make sure you take care of yourself. Yeah. And you know, and that's a perfect segue. Thank you for that coach. That's the perfect segue to my message. My final thoughts is, you know, our first big weekend of tournaments and showcases in terms of Texas high school soccer is in the books congratulations to everybody that competed right regardless of your score because i th i think we had a lot of winners from this past weekend that it didn't necessarily show on the scoreboard right. but i think it's it's going to pay big dividends in a couple of months right so um with that said make sure obviously make sure <laughs> make sure you are recovering mm -hmm. properly this week as we head into big uh, uh, tournament and weekend you know tournament and showcase weekend number two this weekend some people will be competing really for the first time in terms of showcases or tournaments this weekend as well. So safe travels to everybody, all players, all coaches, definitely tag us, definitely share, share what you're doing, right? Share what you're doing in terms of your, your tournaments, your showcases, let us know what you're doing. Enjoy those moments. Cause the other piece about this is not only what you learn about each other on the field, it, you talked about it, right? Coach, in terms of just, of being able to uh, bond. It's where you grow as a team right. <clears throat> because of everything that you do off the field. Right. So um, enjoy it. Enjoy it. It's, it's what makes Texas high school soccer special right. and it's what makes it different. And uh, so to our coaches everywhere, to our players everywhere, enjoy the moment, recover properly, safe travels, wherever you're going, wherever you're competing this weekend, it's here, right. As we start getting closer after this next weekend, uh, most schools will enter, especially the bigger districts, will definitely start to enter district play as well. So it's here. It, uh, it'll be here before you know it in terms of the end of district play, right? And then the, and then the state playoffs. Um, a couple of quick notes, a couple of quick episodes. We will have the next episode. Next episode of Inside Texas High School Soccer, episode three of season four, will be coming looking to hopefully make that announcement at the end or towards the latter half of this week, if not by the weekend. So be on the lookout for that, as we might have a couple of special guests for that one as well, as uh, Coach Rafa and I, maybe a couple of other special guests join us as well. Uh, again, that's episode three, season four, episode three of Inside Texas High School Soccer, which if you're familiar, if you're not familiar with that, that's our spinoff series of this, of the 5050 podcast. Um, and uh, other than that, again, you can find us, go down, subscribe, go to uh, where you can find all the audio uh, audio podcasts, right, on all your major podcast platforms. Go on there, make sure you subscribe and write us up a, a review if you can. That always helps with, with the algorithm. So we're on all major podcast platforms. 
And then, of course, on social media, you can find us on on Twitter X, as I call it, right, at 50 underscore 50 pod. If you're watching this, you can see this at the top of the screen. But if you're hearing this, right, on Instagram at 50 underscore 50 podcast. And then, of course, on YouTube as well. So, Coach, any final plugs, thoughts, or what you can share with us in terms of social media, where they can get, where they can find you? Um, we are on Twitter, Twitter X, LCP Girls Soccer. Same thing with Instagram, LCP Girls Soccer. Um Ariel, my uh, third assistant coach, lives tweets now. So if you want to, you know, keep up with some of our games, she'll uh, keep you updated. But uh, mostly, thank you for having me on here. You know, this is really awesome. <laughs> yeah, no, absolutely. Have her, have her, ta- have her tag us on your score updates. Everything. We'll be sure to make sure. We'll make sure to share those. And uh, also, like I said, we'll just uh, wishing you the absolute best. Have been a have been a fan of what you're doing there from afar for for a little while now. So we appreciate you joining us as well. Keep up everything, you know, keep up the great work, what you're doing on the high school, in the high school world, in the college world as well. And being, you know, being an ambassador of our sport, keep up the great job. So we're, we're, we're lucky and we're glad to have you here, coach. Thank you. Thank you. Hey, good luck to you this season, man. Likewise. (laughs) We're going to need it. Thank you. Uh, All right. So again, uh, for our listeners, our supporters, thank you. Uh, You, we always say it, right. It never gets old and it's, it's our why, right. It's why we, why we always share it. You are the reason why we do it. So thank you for our many listeners, our many supporters, you know, being listened to now in for, it was 48. Now it's 49 countries. We have no idea how that happened, but we're grateful for that. So it's because of you. So thank you. And uh, until the next time, all right, you know what to do. Keep downloading and keep listening. You've been listening to the 5050 podcast powered by National Scouting Report. Help us continue to grow by liking, rating and subscribing on all major podcast platforms. And don't forget to follow us on Twitter at 50 underscore 50 pod on Instagram at 50 underscore 50 podcast, as well as on YouTube at the 50 underscore 50 podcast. Until the next time, keep downloading and keep listening.